Okay. So, <laughs> so this time, we're flipping the script. Yeah. Welcome to God Geeks. I'm Pastor James Cleland. And I'm Pastor Lawton Thompson. And uh, if you listened to our last show, I said, it's the last one I was doing until I moved. But then my friend Lawton, who's been on God Geeks twice now, right? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, we were like, hey, why don't we do our last project for our Holy Spirit class <laughs> as a podcast too. Why not? Why not sneak one more in? That's right. So we're up at the crack of dawn at the KFUO studios. Thank you again, KFUO. Um, nothing we say is endorsed by them unless it's right. So, <laughs> uh, but Lawton, you're you're flipping things on me. Last two times I've quizzed you. Yes. And you're yeah. going to quiz us to get us going. And again, our topic today is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. You might have heard him called uh and I don't, we were talking earlier in the lutheran church it, it's the the person of the trinity that we kind of don't talk about as much as the others it's bruno you know we don't talk about bruno we don't talk about the holy spirit yeah. enough I, I don't think we talk about him yeah, enough. We, we talk about him you know in relation to baptism uh on pentecost yeah. and some other places or when we have a big life decision and we're trying to discern what's right. going on but we we uh it's not intentional, but we just don't talk about him that much. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good topic. And, and we are flipping the script because if you know this podcast at all, you know that Pastor James here, well, he always starts with a quiz. And I thought, maybe I should quiz him this time. Bring it on. I know nothing. <laughs> all right. So, so James, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you song lyrics and you can give me the title of the song or oh. the singer, whichever you want. I'm here. good at asking other people. But I know. I That's I... why I wanted to see just how good you are. And this is a really diverse set of songs here. Okay. Different styles, different eras. So let's go. Without further ado, question one. Oh, her eyes. Her eyes make the stars look <laughs> like they're not shining. Is that? I know that one. Bruno, not Bruno Mars, is it? Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yay. Yes, there we go. I don't know the name of the song, though. Just the way you are. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And all of these songs have something in common. See if you can guess okay. as we're moving along, all right? So the next one, My Love is Alive, Way Down in My Heart. Although we are miles apart, if you ever need a helping hand, I'll be there on the double just as fast as I can. Is it a Motown song? It is a Motown song. Uh, I'll be. Is it Jackson Five? It is not Jackson Five. Uh, who All is right. it? It's I'm Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Ain't I knew no that. mountain high. I knew that. Yes, there we go. All right, good. So uh, one and one. One and one. All right, three. You ready? Okay. All right, here we go for three. They say that the road ain't no place to start a family. Right down the line. It's been you and me, and loving a music man ain't always what oh, it's supposed music to be. Man. No. No? <laughs> Is that a song? Oh, girl, you stand by me. <laughs> I'm forever yours. Is it Neil Diamond? It's not faithfully <laughs> oh, journey. Gosh. Journey, duh. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm all over the board. You with this are. Quiz. Um, this is this one right here is kind of obscure. So okay. this next one, I'm not the only traveler who has not repaid his debt. I've been searching for a trail to follow. Take me back to the night we met. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um... Lord Huron. Yes, good job. I thought you might get <laughs> That's one. a great, great, yes. great album. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good job. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we're covering the genres here. So we're, let's move into another genre with number five. Oh, you're really jumping around. Oh, man. All over the place. I wanted it to be 
super diverse. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Well, excuse me, but I think you've got my chair. No, that one's not taken. I don't mind if you sit there. I'll be glad to share. Oh, I have no idea. I don't uh, think I've ever heard this. You're going to Texas, man. I don't listen to much country oh, music. Oh, it's George Strait. It's oh, and I, oh my gosh. And I, in Houston, people love George Strait. Well, this I guy better start in listening. St. Louis loves George okay, Strait. Okay, I need so. to get on the bandwagon. Yeah, you, you do. It's, it's, he's good. Uh, <laughs> you love stories, and he tells stories with his music. Um, all right, next. Here we go. It's late in the evening. She's wondering what clothes to wear. She puts on her makeup and brushes her long blonde hair, and then she asks me, do I look all right? And I say, yes. Is this lady in red? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. Eric Clapton, you look wonderful oh, tonight. Oh, <laughs> of course. I should have known that one. Oh, man. So, back to the country genre with this one. All right. For all I've been blessed with in this life, there was an emptiness in me. I was imprisoned by the power of gold. With one honest touch, you set me free. It almost sounds a little bit like Ecclesiastes, but no, not quite. <laughs> no, um, it could, could kind of, yeah. I don't know. So this is Colin Ray from the 90s. Never even yeah. heard of him. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good song. It's from, it's from a ways back, okay. though. Classic and country. Our last, our last question here. All right. All right. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. My girl. I, <laughs> the Temptations. The Temptations. That's a good one. Oh, very good. So where are you going with this? So, They're all, all great songs. They're all great songs. And if you notice a common thread, the common thread in all of those is this idea of relationship connection. And that's where I want to go with the Holy Spirit this morning. Okay. Um, because... When we were created at the very at the very beginning, God created us to be in relationship, and that was and that relationship with, with Him with and him and with other people. Yeah. Right. So, so we hear He said God says it's not good for the man to be alone, and so He makes Eve to be Adam's helper, and then He walks in the garden with him. Right when they when they eat the fruit of the tree. So this is the first time sin enters the world you know yeah. if they've messed up they've gone against god's will god comes walking in the garden to look for them and they're yeah. hiding and so yeah. you can see this emphasis on relationship that's suddenly broken by the sin that enters the world and so relationship this connection that we have with god and the holy spirit is god right the holy spirit we we say the triune god and just for a real quick Recap of that, yeah. we believe that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and that they are three distinct persons, but they are one. And that's, that's, the more you attempt to explain that, the more off the rails you'll get. It's really, and they're really, uh, <laughs> there was literally centuries at the beginning of Christianity of them trying to sort this out. And Right, so and, and it's and so I don't want to get into too muddy waters with that, but no, because that's a whole episode. Ju- yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different episode. But just understand that that uh, when we talk about God, all parts of the Trinity are there. So, so when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, yes, Christ is there, the Father is yeah, there. So they're all connected, and you so can't they separate. Are. Yeah, and we're not, Trinity. and we're not. Yeah, we don't want to make the mistake of of thinking that well, God decides to appear in this form here and that form there, and so right. it's, 
that that we would call modalism, and that's not what we're going after okay. here. Um, we're just saying they're three distinct persons, but they're all one person, and we are the creatures of the Creator. And if we could fully, really clearly understand that, um, I would be a little more concerned. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> glad there's some confusion there. Right, because we're creatures. Yeah. And so what I want to talk about is this relationship, this existence of the Spirit working through history uh, across the Bible, James. And we've got a bunch of great examples here in Scripture, uh, even in places that maybe we don't think Holy yeah. Spirit. So when we, when we normally think Holy Spirit in the Bible, first my first thought is New Testament. My second thought is Jesus' baptism, right? Yeah. Um, and then Pentecost. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And if, <laughs> if I'm going through with a little more of an eye open to the Spirit at work, I might, I might see the Spirit involved uh, in some of Jesus' miracles, maybe, et cetera, et cetera. But most of the time, it's the two big ones, Pentecost right. and... Yeah. 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 And so and and so we see him and there's also this really You're saying he's in the Old Testament. I'm saying he's all over the Old Testament. <laughs> I love the Old Testament. If you guys know me, you know I love the Old Testament. Uh you see him all over the place there. And one of the beautiful things with this relationship idea, this this God dwelling with his people, we see how this progression occurs through the Old Testament from creation all the way through to where we're at today in the church in 21st century St. Louis, or for you, Houston, Houston. pretty soon, James. I'm really sad to be losing you here, but man, there's Zoom. (laughs) Well, you'll be at the youth gathering. That's right, right. I'll be at the youth gathering, so yes, NYG, Houston, here (laughs) we come. So, I just, I'm going to, let's run through this, right? So, at the very beginning, Genesis 1 Oh, I know this one. Right? Is this the spirit hovering over the waters during creation? Yeah, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That one seems straightforward. The title, Spirit of God. Very, very straightforward. Yeah, okay. And so, we have this reference to him from the very beginning. So, we know he's there, right? I noticed you're saying him. Well... There's there's there is a masculine sense in the original language, sure, and a, and and a personal so, one and too, and a personal okay. sense too. And so it's not I'm not arbitrarily making a choice here. No, but it's also yeah. kind of okay to say it sometimes. It is for clarification, absolutely. Okay, yeah. And so so we we've got it right here from the beginning. And I'm going to jump forward just a little bit. Uh, this is one that maybe we don't think about in this sense. But if we go to Exodus chapter 13, the Israelites have left Egypt, right? Yeah. The first Passover there, they've been instructed in, the angel comes over, kills the firstborn of the Egyptians, and the Israelites are now being led. God comes to them in this pillar of fire by day, or a pillar of fire by night, and pillar of smoke, smoke by day. By day. Yeah. Um, and so, he's leading them. Uh, and so, one one commentator talks about this and said, they were guided in this choice, talking about their, their choice about how to move through the wilderness by Yahweh's own presence. And Yahweh's another, is, is the, the formal name for God in the Old Testament. 
his own presence symbolized by this fire. Yeah. Okay. This, and they call it a theophonic fire. And so this is theophonic, which is a really big vocabulary word for like, (laughs) yes. So theos, yeah, God, right? So this, this, this is. A basically a God fire. Think similar God to the fire. burning bush oh, okay. fire of Mo- yeah. of Exodus three with Moses there, um, looking over and saying, "Hey, why is this bush burning?" And well, it's not actually burning. Weird. I should go check this out. There seems to be a lot of fire language with the yeah, Holy Spirit. A little bit. Okay. There's there's a little bit of it. I kind of like it. And so so here's here is God's presence with His people in this pillar of smoke and pillar of fire. Leading, leading them yeah. through, right? And so as they're in the wilderness, there is this structure that's built. It's a movable structure right. called the tabernacle. And in ex- the very last chapter in Exodus, so the tabernacle gets finished. And this cloud that we were just talking about, yeah. this cloud comes back and it covers this tent of meeting with a tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle glory of the lord is that glory of the lord and that's the spirit coming down that's this in this messenger type uh aspect coming down filling filling this tent of meeting so much so that like moses can't even go inside i mean it's the glory of god is in this place and yeah and i mean the holy spirit is right there in the midst of god's people that's beautiful oh my god! but my mind is 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 Jumping, yes, jumping uh, good. to the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, all right. And who so. is our tabernacle? Who is our temple? Wait, why don't you tell me? It's Christ. What? <laughs> You're jumping ahead. Man. I'm jumping ahead. Okay, fast forward. I'll let I you get it. there. I'll hey, let you get there. Good. My mind always See, goes there. I, but I love that because that means that maybe my mind was thinking kind of logically through this. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is not always the case. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the tabernacle, you know, and the tent of meeting. This is a temporary structure for God to dwell with His people, for His presence to be there, so that He can be with His people. Right. Um, and if we fast forward just a little bit, so they they cruise around the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. Um, they didn't have to, but they didn't trust God. I and didn't. so God was, was like, all right, you guys, y'all can stay out here for a bit and I'll get you into this land flowing with milk and honey. And if we remember correctly, what is the honey actually? This is a totally unrelated to the Holy it's Spirit. Not, it's not honey. Yeah. It, it's whoa, like whoa. it was like a date syrup. Date syrup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like not fermented, but like no. crushed and concentrated. And so delicious. I found, you, I've had some. Yes. I found some at Trader Joe's. Okay, this has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Nothing but try Holy... date syrup. It's from really good. Trader Joe's. It's great on my Our toast. Our sponsor, in the Trader Joe's today. <laughs> anyway, so, so fast forward. So we've got this wilderness wandering. We come in to the promised land, and this is what's modern day Israel. And there's the conquest, and they've set up shop there. This is their home. And eventually, a king named Solomon builds a temple Ah. for God. Now, he's instructed to do this, right? His dad, David, said, hey, I should build a temple. And God was like... I don't even know a temple. "Uh, No, (laughs) not yet. But you want to see a temple? I'm going to give you a temple. (laughs) But Solomon, yeah, Solomon builds this temple, and so in Second Chronicles chapter six is where Solomon prays. It's the dedication of the temple, and at the beginning of chapter seven, we read these words: As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Beautiful. 
And so there's this move some from this transient structure where God's presence dwelt as his people wandered to now they're settled in this land that he's given them. And there's this permanent structure where God says, I am going to come down here and live with you in this place. This is where I will be. And so this is, you know, we, we think about temple Judaism and them worshiping at the temple because that's where God's presence was. Right. Like there was a whole system set up. And so here we right. have the glory of the God, right? We talked about the Holy Spirit coming down, living with his people in this place. Um, and so from impermanence to permanence here in the temple. Now, this is the first temple. <laughs> oh, so you're saying there's a second, which implies... Right. Yeah. And so so we, we, we fast forward in time and we get exiled. The kingdom divides and the, the kingdom that that uh, is there in Jerusalem, right? They get exiled by Babylon and this happens about 586 BC. And when they come back, they, they're, they're allowed to come back by the Persians. And when they come back, they have this task of rebuilding the temple and that's not an easy feat. And so here's one of those passages I, I told James, some of these are ones that we maybe don't think of, right? right. Um, in Haggai chapter two, <laughs> My favorite book of the right. Movie. So, so what you what you want to think about here with Haggai is is there's this encouragement uh, and comfort to these post-exilic Israelites, spurring them on to rebuild this temple here, right? right? And so we, we read, Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. Ah, interesting. Right. And so in exile, think about it. If you are an Israelite and you, you don't have, have heard the temple, the stories, you're in exile. Yeah, this is where... We don't have God's spirit with us now. Right. Oh my goodness, where's God at? Yeah. Fear not. I am with you, right? He says, my spirit remains in your midst. So there's this beautiful picture of God's presence with his people there, encouraging them, hey, rebuild the temple, right? So this continues on. They re rebuild the temple. This is what we would call second temple period, right? And then I want to fast forward because I've, I've hit a lot of Old Testament stuff. But that just, was an entire review of the Old Testament right. and helpful. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just think about this. You know, God created us to be in relationship with him yeah. at the fall when sin entered the world. That relationship was broken. And so God still desired to dwell with his people. And so his, his way of doing that was through the impermanent structure of, of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, and then through the permanent structure of temple one and temple two. Uh, but all of these things are geographically located, right? And we see God's spirit active, his, the Holy Spirit active in each one of those things, right? Coming down the glory of the Lord, Holy Spirit in their midst. And so now suddenly... We have a shift. And James, you fast forwarded a little bit to this yeah, a little we, while ago, right? We have a different temple. Yeah. And so, so uh, God tabernacling among us. Right. And there's this shift in Luke chapter one. And the angel answered her. This is to Mary. Uh -huh. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy the Son of God. And so what this is, is the Holy Spirit at Christ's conception. We confess that in Conceived the by the creed, Holy Spirit. right? Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. And so suddenly we have God dwelling with his people in the flesh. We call this uh, the incarnation of God. So Jesus is true God and he's also true man. And so this is made possible by the Holy Spirit here. So Christ and the Spirit are inseparable. Absolutely. Okay. 
Yes. Spirit Christology. They're, they're, That's important they're distinct, to know. They're distinct, but, they're but inseparable. inseparable. Yes, you got it. Okay. Perfect, right? And so we see this. So we don't know a whole lot about Jesus' early life. So we're going to fast forward about 30 years. We've got this account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. This is Luke chapter 4. And we read, And Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So not only is the Holy Spirit and Jesus one, there's also this distinctness that we spoke right, of, right. right? And so the Spirit's leading him in the wilderness uh, and he, where he's tempted by the devil out there and then uh, and then continues on with his public ministry. But I also want to fast forward from there real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on that because there's some really important things that Jesus has to say about the Spirit. And this occurs right at the end of his time with his disciples. So this is in the upper room, the last Passover uh, before he's crucified. And so in John 14 and John 16, he says two different things about the Holy Spirit. And these, this is just to his disciples, to his followers. And, and in John 14, he says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And so Jesus is speaking of this Holy Spirit. And he says, He's going to he's going to come to you guys and he's going to dwell inside of you. And so we hear this shift from okay, God was literally walking with him in the garden. Yeah. Then there was a separation and so now he's living in the tabernacle. Now he's living in the temple. He's with you in Jesus, but when I go back, he's going to be He's going to be in you. Like dwell you are going wow. to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we hear that this indwelling language, right? Living inside of. And he continues on and he says this. This is in John 16. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And this is that guiding aspect. So the Holy Spirit is going to come and live in you and guide you. And we've heard that before, right? In the Old Testament, the Spirit was leading and guiding. Yeah, yeah. And here again, is going to live inside of you, lead and guide. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful language. And so shortly after this, Jesus is arrested. He's tried. He's crucified. He dies. He is raised from the dead spend some time with the disciples and he ascends into heaven. So he goes ahead to prepare a place for us. And so we say, all right, well, where's the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, the disciples yeah. kind of, it's its almost uh, its its almost comical because they get to the end of this and they're terrified and then Jesus is gone and they're like, well, I mean, what do we do? I guess we go, back, go back to, to fishing. fishing or whatever, right? <laughs> um, and they've done this and, and Jesus has made these promises and we move on to the place that we normally talk about. Jesus, the the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised, right? Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And we read uh, here, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. It divided tongue as tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they're filled with the Holy Spirit and... They're speaking in all these different languages. So all these people, tons of people have gathered in Jerusalem that speak all different languages. And these Galileans are speaking in a way that they can they can understand. Yeah. And so the gospel is being proclaimed in this place because they are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in them, guiding them, leading them, right? And just to, to fast forward, last, last scripture reference, and then I want to talk a little bit about this because I've been... <laughs> giving you a checklist of scripture and I don't want to proof text too much, but you know, if we go to 
Acts 8. This is another one that I really love. It's Philip and the Ethiopian. So Philip goes and meets this Ethiopian along the road and ministers to him and tells him about Christ and about what he did for him and the beautiful beautiful thing that is the gospel. And the Ethiopian, as they're riding along in his carriage, he sees water and he's like, why shouldn't I be baptized now? And so Philip baptizes him. And as soon as that's done, we read these words. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. And so we see not only is the spirit dwelling inside of Philip, and guiding him, he actually moves him, like literally, like, literally moves him, and like so. So, what all of this points to is that in our lives as Christians, we are called to faith by the Holy Spirit. Right. So that that gift of faith is placed in our heart by the Holy Spirit, and it actually changes us. You, we see in these in these aspects of the dwelling and the guiding that we are. We are changed by the Holy Spirit living in us, by being temples of the Holy Spirit. So he is, he's guiding us, and as he's guiding us, he is he has made us holy and is, is making, making us, us holy. holy. So it's like a now, not yet. Yeah. Um, there's a tension there because you know even Paul talks about you know why do why do I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do. Right even though he knows he's a forgiven child of God and the spirit of God lives inside of him. Uh, and so the reason that I bring all this up, James, and I want to get your, I want to get your feedback on yeah. this is because sometimes we speak of the Holy spirit in this ethereal way. Like right. he's there. So last night, my wonderful boss here at KFO, Andy Bates, uh, procured two tickets to the St. Louis symphony orchestra and they did star Wars return of the Jedi. So they did the soundtrack, the score, while the movie played, and it was the most beautiful experience. It was so cool. But I knew we were recording today, and I just, my mind kept wandering. I was like, oh my Lord, how often have I treated the Holy Spirit like the Force? Yes. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's, and it's there. It's but... there, and it's something for us to tap into. Right. Um, it might guide us a little bit, but we've got to reach out to it and, mm -hmm. and get in tune with it. And some people are more Jedi than other people. And the Holy Spirit is not the force, you know, that permeates everything in this, you know, weird new age sense that we all can tap into and some are better than others. And maybe there's even a dark side. You got to be careful about that. It, it's not magic. <laughs> it's not the force. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a person. Right. right. And the Holy Spirit has a mission. Can I call it that? Yeah. And and what is that that mission? What is the ultimate end goal for the Holy Spirit for us? That we come to faith. The Holy Spirit is is the active mover in our lives that that calls us to faith, that brings us to faith in Christ. Uh, in Christ, yeah. Uh, so in that way, we could call him a revelatory spirit. He's revealing Christ to us, right? Um, in addition to being active in our lives, I don't want to. I don't want to discount the active nature, right? Absolutely. Right? But it, but very much the Holy Spirit is revealing Christ to us, right? And the Holy Spirit works hand in hand with the Word. Yes. And I think that's an important distinction to make too because I've had a lot of students and teachers that I've had over the years that talk about the Holy Spirit like it's this personal being maybe or maybe a force, but it's, it's something we turn to when we want answers 
and we might sit and contemplate in silence and try to wait for the force, I mean the Holy Spirit, to speak to us, or this, that, and the other. And I would always think, wait a second, God has spoken to me in Scripture, in the Word. Bingo. Um, and and I'm, I'm realizing more and more on this journey and learning about spirit Christology and, and pneumatology, fancy word for studying the Spirit, that the Word being proclaimed is the Spirit at work. Yes. Um, and it points us to Christ, points us to Christ, points <laughs> us to Christ. And maybe the better question to ask than what a lot of people say is, is you know, what's the Spirit saying to me? Is this the Spirit? It's maybe more, okay, how do I know this isn't the Spirit? And when it's not in conjunction with the Word, when it's not the Word, it's it's not the Spirit. If it's right. not pointing to Christ, it's not the Spirit. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point to bring up that God comes to us in his words, so the Holy Spirit awakens us, gives us this gift of faith in Christ Jesus, and God has chosen to reveal himself in his word, in the scriptures. And so you're right. Sometimes we're like, oh, just give me a sign. And he's like, hey, I gave I you 66 books in the Old and New Testament. <laughs> I gave maybe, you my son. I gave you the spirit. I maybe you should read those. It'll tell you about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, Lawton, thank you again for coming on God Geeks. I, I, that was an amazing journey through the scriptures, seeing the Holy Spirit throughout and, and a narrative arc of the Holy Spirit. Um, we're really comfortable as Lutherans talking about the Bible and the narrative, meta-narrative arc of Christ. But like we said, you're not separating Christ from the Spirit. You're not separating him from the Father. Yes. So we're also seeing a narrative arc of the Holy Spirit at work throughout scripture. Yeah. And, and, and where is the Holy Spirit now? Dwelling in his church, in his people and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes, dwelling in us. What a what a beautiful thing, a comforting thing, a guiding thing that I am filled with the Holy Spirit, that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. and that we get to talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's at work in us, through us, and despite us. I was just going to say, <laughs> yes, despite us. Well, Lawton, thank you for this, this bonus episode bonus of god gigs uh last minute one before we get out of here and you are staying in st louis you're being called to st paul de pair yeah st paul's lutheran church in de pair yeah 150 years ago um the first graduate from concordia seminary was called to st paul de pair now, 150 years later, Lawton Thompson is. <laughs> I think that's really cool. That's beautiful. I think it's really cool, too. And my family and I are really excited to get to know everyone there. I'm excited to get to serve there and uh, just share the gospel with the people there in that, in that place. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Holy Spirit bless you and keep you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to God Geeks. I'm Pastor James Cleland, and this was Pastor Lawton Thompson. All right. We'll see you next time.